Welcome to another episode of No Block Sports. I am your host, Jason Green. Uh, we are on episode 77, and just like the other 76, we have so much to get into. Uh, the NFL season is back, man, the 2022-2023. And just like every year, no matter what, for the two sports, NFL and NBA, I'm going to give you a full breakdown, preview, prediction of every single one of my picks, team record-wise. And this year, I'm going to do a little different. I'm going to give you my five best bets early. Usually, I just say I link it. In the episode, I'm going to give you my five best bets at the end of the year so we can go back into my end-of-the-season uh, recap like I usually do. Um, to be fair, a little bit different this year, what I'm going to do to get more daily episodes, and I think I'm going to do week-by-week picks this year. Um, it might not be every single week due to scheduling and all that, but I'm doing my best. All 18 weeks in the film playoff, I'm giving you week-by-week picks and my three best bets. Just quick 15- to 20-minute episodes to get my predictions out there so you guys can have this on record. All right, so without further ado, let's get straight into it. Uh, we're going to start on the NFC this year, and we're starting with the NFC East. So just if you're from unfamiliar, we're going last to first. Just a quick minute breakdown of each team. So first, let's start with the second year of the fo- Washington football teams. It's still not easy to say that. Um, listen, the big change to the Washington football teams is no more Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback. It's now the Carson Wentz show. Now, will that improve or make them go similar? They weren't very good last year. I believe they went 7-10 and 10 last year. I have them at 6-11, and 11, and here's why. Listen, it just feels like they're in a meh situation. If you just look at how you break down the division, are they more talented, even on defensively, than the Giants. They don't have Chase Young for the first four games of the year. And that's huge by that. Are they more talented defensively than the Giants? I would argue, no. Are they more talented offensively? Actually, no. If you're talking about all sides of the ball, not really. I mean, maybe they have a better offensive line. But, I mean, they don't have better weapons. They don't have a better running back. And um, Carson Wentz is better than Daniel Jones. But I wouldn't say by that much nowadays. Right? They're both liabilities. Um, it, just not much is going well for the football team. And obviously, the biggest question is, the difference between them being a 6-11 football team and a playoff team and a 4-13 team is Carson Wentz. As an Eagles fan, anyone can attest this, and as a Colts fan, when he's at his best and he's making the one-of-the-kind throws that he can make that only five quarterbacks in the NFL can make, this team can win more than six games. Absolutely, this team can win more than six games. But if he's going to continue to struggle, especially in the completion percentage area of throws of tough throws right he's been a lot of dinking and dunking not trusting his arm years but that's his best attribute then they have no chance i mean they have no chance of winning this division now what do they have going for them they have the fourth easiest schedule in the nfl okay they have the fourth easiest schedule in the nfl and it starts pretty easy jaguars at home at lions then you get to the eagles week three everything can change there if you get a little momentum and you win the eagles week three and you're three and oh will they go three and eleven the rest of the way probably not and my prediction is going to be wrong but at the end of the day i just don't think they're talented enough on both sides of the ball and this ron rivera era is getting a little let's just go meh but let's that's exactly how i'm gonna put it it's just getting a little meh I don't know exactly how they're going to fix it. But again, when everyone's healthy and Chase Young is back, this team has a top five D-line. And that didn't change from last year. But the quarterbacking and the offense wasn't good enough. And is that is Carson Wentz going to get you over the hump to that? I don't think so. All right, now let's go to the Giants. I have them at 
seven and ten. New head coach Brian Dable comes in, sticking with Daniel Jones. Once again, not much has changed with this team. They got Kwan Thibodeau um, in the first round, and he is uh, hurt. Um, again, you're only gonna go as far as your quarterback takes you. Is Daniel Jones going to take you to the playoffs or even a winning record? He hasn't proved it yet, and this is his second head coach to do so. Why, why am I now to believe, after all these years and a new head coach, that Daniel Jones got on? I made this mistake last year. I was all in on the Giants last year. Remember, I had them winning the NFC East. I said they were going to go 11-6. and six. They are going to shock the world and win the NFC East. Kenny Galladay, you know, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney, Saquon Barkley. I mean, they got weapons. I mean, they have weapons. And what did they do to me? They absolutely failed me. Now, look, they also got Evan Neal to show up the offensive line. So, Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas, two SEC guys. Andrew Thomas did not have a great first year. Had a much better second year. Seven and ten is just where they belong. Once again, same thing. Football team. Well, actually, the Giants have the lowest uh, ceiling in this in this division. By far, the lowest ceiling. I think they have a better floor than the football team, and that's where I think I just think Carson Wentz implodes for another straight year. There's not really much else to say about the Giants. First year head coach, probably last year quarterback. Do they even want to go seven and ten? County Galladay, they're looking to get rid of. I mean, if I was one thing, you got to get Kendarius Tony and Saquon Barkley the ball. You also lost James Bradbury. People forget that. It's it's just not the best state to be in if you're a New York Giants fan. I think seven and ten is where they belong. Now let's go to the Dallas Cowboys, who won the NFC East last year, but who will not win the NFC East this year at ten and seven? Look, they lost a lot of talent. Lael Collins, um, I believe Randy Randy Gregory is now gone. Um, obviously, they let go of Mari Cooper for. Absolutely nothing. Um, Dalton Schultz come back injury. Michael Gallup won't be healthy 100% of the way. Is Zeke finally healthy? Uh, they drafted a starting left tackle, Ty- Tyron Smith. Ty- Tyron Smith also went down. It's just a lot of talent was lost. Are they still talented defensively? Yeah. Micah Parsons, I mean, say what you want about, I mean, Lane Vander, say what you want about Diggs. I mean, you don't just pick off 10 balls, right? Can he be burnt? Yes, but uh, that's also right. Marcus Pierce did that for years and no one had an issue with it. Um, you can make 10 game-changing plays like that you're a very very good corner in this league but can he repeat that that's the question i'm gonna go on the side of no i think he'll get more three or four but that's a huge difference of one scoring touchdowns i think he had three or four and possessions are taking away i just don't think they're gonna be able to do the same thing they did last year in terms of inner uh turnover uh differential that's i just don't think they're gonna be able to do the same thing now do I have any issues about Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz in the offense? No, I still think they're going to be in a top 10 offense in the NFL, top 5 maybe, and Dak might have a big year. But the truth is that they're just not as talented. They lost a lot of talent, and their schedule for the first six games is brutal. Their schedule for the first six games is not pleasing, while the Eagles, who obviously, if you're just doing the math correctly, I have winning the division. Here are the Cowboys. Um first six games first they start off at the tampa bay home against tampa bay buccaneers rematch last year's first game that's not easy do i think they could win that game absolutely then they play the the super bowl uh runner-ups and the Bengals. then you go at the giants in the division game then you got an easy game the commanders but then you go at the rams and at the eagles that's you're not favored in three of those games you go three and three and i said to mention i'll give you the Eagles schedule in a second 
you're already three games behind. Maybe you go two and four. Maybe you slip up. Dalton Schultz is 100% healthy. Michael Gallus is healthy. They're doubling CD. It's hard to get the run game going with the new offensive line. The Cowboys could be in trouble this year. Once again, I think the football team could actually come in second in this division. I really do. I think their ceiling is that high, but the floor is the lowest. And I think the Cowboys' ceiling isn't that high, but the floor is good. All right. The team that wins the NFC East is the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think it wins it pretty comfortably this year. Here's the Eagles' schedule this year. Tell me a game you honestly think they lose. At the Lions. At home against the Vikings. At the Commanders. Home against the Jaguars. At the Cardinals. That might be a loss. Home against the Cowboys. Home against the Steelers. At the Texans. Home against the Commanders. We are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Seven, eight, nine games in the season, and I see one game they're not favored in. And that's at the Cardinals with no DeAndre Hopkins, which obviously helps them a lot. Um, obviously, they had probably the best offseason in the NFL. Um, you got Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, A.J. Brown, James Bradbury. I mean, you have C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I mean, you have some dogs on that team. They don't really have a real weakness. You get Brandon Graham back as well. Their top five defensive line unit, their top five offensive line unit, their top 10 wide receiving core. If you also had Dallas Goddard, um, running backs, obviously are not top 10, but that is net. they were the number one rushing team in the NFL last year, part with Jalen Hurts, their top five rushing unit. The only issue is, is can Jalen Hurts make the necessary throws to beat winning football teams? And once again, their schedule favors them that they don't have to do that early. Now, will it make the reason them making a deep playoff run or not? Most likely, but we'll find that out when we get there. This team is clearly a top five talented team in the NFL, and it's all on Jalen Hurts. And I have not seen anything that I don't think Jalen Hurts can't make plays in the big time moments in the NFL. Uh, even in the games they lost, he's made the throws, and sometimes they just weren't caught. Now you have AJ Brown catching those and all that. So once again, going over the NFC East, the football team at six and eleven, the Giants at seven and ten, the Cowboys at ten and seven, and the Philadelphia Eagles winning the division at twelve and five. The Cowboys also making the playoffs at ten and seven. All right, let's get into the uh, NFC North for the first time in a couple years. Um, they think the Packers are in trouble a little bit. Um, but let's start at the bottom, and I think let's go to the Chicago Bears at 3-14. and 14. I think the Chicago Bears are the worst team in the NFL. Let's start with one. They have a new head coach in Matt Eberlis. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but not 100% sure. Then let's go into, obviously, their weapons, right? You have Justin Fields, a second-year quarterback who did not perform well in his second year obviously did not have a lot of help um but let's look at his weapons um his number one weapon is darnell mooney uh his second weapon is byron pringle dante pettis i mean Nikhil harry these are just players that and i like i like darnell mooney i actually like cole Komet a lot but these are not players that are going to be winning one-on-one battles consistently mooney yes but outside of that I just don't see they're going to stack the box on David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, two very similar running backs, just pound it, and they're going to have to rely on the play-action game line. If they can't get the running game going, I'm not sure Justin Fields is going to be able to make the necessary plays. He's going to have to use his legs a lot with also a terrible offensive line. A terrible offensive line. This offensive line, if you were watching them during the preseason, I think this is a bottom 10 unit in the NFL. Not because of town. I think Riley Reff is pretty good. And Tevin Jenkins, I believe, is a first-round pick. And, like, they just picked up Alex Leverwood, who's obviously a boss. But Cody Whitehair has been very good over his career. But it just doesn't seem like the cards are there. And then you go to their defense, who has always been decent. Well, they lost Cleo Mack, 
right? They still have Eddie Jackson. I mean, I like Jalen Johnson a lot. They have Robert Quint. There's some pieces, but you lost your best player in Khalil Mack, and your second best player, like the same, Roquan Smith, wants out. I'm sure he's going to be playing his harder, but he already wants out. He's already his mind is, I don't want to be a Chicago Bear anymore, right? Then you go into someone like, oh, you drafted Jaquan Brisker, a very talented player to go besides Eddie Jackson. Well, he's hurt and missing the first couple games of the season. I just, I have real concerns, real concerns, if Justin Fields can make it the entire way throughout the season. Now, they actually have a pretty easy schedule. Three wins is like, if you look at their end of their schedule, they could easily blow this out of the water and make me look dumb. I think they can either, they could get six, maybe seven, if everything goes right. But I just don't see it. I just, I, I, I just don't see in the Cardinals, Chicago Bears. I think they're the worst team in the NFL this year. All right, second is the Detroit Lions, six and eleven. Listen, obviously a lot of hype surrounding the Detroit Lions. They're on hard knocks um, this year. What they have going for them? They upgraded their weapons, but it's not a hundred percent ready yet. T.J. Hawkins is a top ten tight end in the NFL. Amron St. Brown is a very good up and rising, and D.J. Chark was solid in a couple years in Jacksonville. They also have. Jamison Williams coming back eventually. Now, I don't know when he'll be there, but he'll be there eventually. Once you get all those three together, plus TJ Hawkinson, that's not a bad group. Penesu is a good right tackle. Frank Rano has been a very good center his entire career, um, but they just lost Vitae, um, probably their stat, one of their starters. Um, he probably started right tackle, and Penesu would have been a guard, which is big to their offensive line help. Um, defensively, this is one of the worst defensive units in the NFL. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson will obviously... Um, help and i'm really you know the thing is i didn't see a single thing about jeff akuda in hard knocks which i am pretty shocked to see i mean i think the last episode came out today so maybe something of it will come up of it but i mean this man was a top three pick i thought he was easily the most talented corner nothing and nothing has come out about him i, I don't think this will be a good defensive unit and i think that's where they're going to lose games but i i'm not a i don't dislike jared goff I really don't. I think he can dink and stunk his way as make some necessary. I saw what he did in the NFC Championship game against Saints. I saw him make throw after throw, and these were not easy throws to make to beat the Saints. I know what he can be at his peak, and I know what he can be at his lowest. I think 6-11 is a good spot for them. They still take a little bit of step. They're, they're a team no one wants to play. They had a lot of one-possession games. They got better clearly in the offseason, putting some offensive weapons around Jared Goff, and got Ain Hutchinson to show up the defense a little bit in that offensive line. They'll be a little better, but nothing to you know, make you scared. But they'll obviously be a little better. All right, now we go with the Minnesota Vikings. Now, a lot of people are high up on the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people are high on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not, okay? And it doesn't matter with the new head coach. You still have the same issues. Can Kirk Cousins get it done? Now, he finally has an offensive mind at the head coaching position. Obviously, if Talon Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith is finally probably the legit number one um, tight end. Can he stay healthy? You have a fine offensive line, even though it's not great. Urza Kleva was a first-round pick. You have a good defensive line. Daniel Hunter's finally back healthy. Dalvin Tomlinson, Jonathan Billard, Ross Blacklock coming in um, after being released. I, I like how they brought in Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks. I mean, Zendarius Smith. I mean, now they have they have players on both sides of the ball. But again, it's just one of those things where like they were top ten in sacks. They were they were top ten in sacks, top ten in turnover differential. They were top ten almost every single category, but they couldn't get it done. Does that change with the new head coach? I think it changes in the fact that they make the playoffs, ten and seven. 
And I think that's a win for them. And then after the next year, they take the big leap. But I think this is a big year for Kirk Cousins. I think he's on an audition. I think if he fails once again, there's no reason that he should be the starting quarterback for this team and they should look somewhere else. They already failed with the whole Kellen Mond experiment, which was a terrible decision because Kellen Mond was probably one of the worst quarterback prospects I've ever scouted in my life or didn't even need to scout just to watch him at Texas A&M. But 10-7, and seven, I think they give the Packers a run for the money compared to years previous where the Packers have had no competition. But 10-7, and seven, I think, is a good spot to slide. All right, the Packers I have at 11-6. and six. Listen, <coughs> fun fact. <coughs> They're the only team in NFL history to have three straight years of 13-plus wins. How many Super Bowl appearances has that led to? Zero. We all know what it is. We all know they choke every single year. And they got rid of Devontae Adams for a bunch of first-round picks. And they finally drafted um, a wide receiver with a first-round pick in Christian Watson, the second pick. Now, they have Lazard. They have Sammy Watkins. They have Randall Cobb. I'm not, like too sure that's terrible listen aaron Rodgers and career without devon Adams is nine and i'm kind of feeling bad i put him at 11 and six this team is stacked on both sides of the ball besides that they have a great offensive line top 10 offensive line they have a stacked defensive line preston smith um kenny clark they got Devontae wyatt in the second round the georgia guy devondra campbell rashawn gary Jair alexander darnell Savage, amos eric stokes i mean this team is stacked on defensively and i think they're going to be lower scoring games and they also have a very good running back combo in aaron jones and aj down when people always talk about receiving cores right here's where i'll differ the bears to uh the packers even though the packers already have a better wide receiving core by a little but aaron jones is a great out of the field back catching the ball right he's proven that time and time again Dave Montgomery hasn't proven that. And when you have a good back that can do both things, you can run two back sets with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, a grand and pound guy, and you're more of, even though Aaron Jones, is, I think, is a very good power runner, more of your finesse guy. The Bears don't have that. They have two ground and pound guys, Claire Herbert and Dave Montgomery, which doesn't even help them. Plus, Lazard, I think, will have a big year. I think Chris Watson, won't, even though he's a rookie, he won't get a lot of stuff. I've heard some good things about Romeo Dubs. I've seen Amari Rogers play. Obviously, I like Tanyan. I like this team to still hold off the vikings i think they're better but week one is a huge week they play each other i'm gonna go with that the packers beat them and shut the whole noise up but it will be interesting to see so to go over my nfc north real quick bears last three and 14 lions six and 11 vikings 10 and 7 packers 11 and uh, 16 all right next division i got is the nfc south a lot to get into i think once again this division is also a little closer let's start with um the atlanta falcons um this team won't be very good let's just keep it what it is marcus murray's made a couple good runs in his nfl career this will not be one of them i like cordell patterson i like how they drafted drake london so drake london Kyle Pitts are actually not a bad one-two combo but clearly marcus murray's not the quarterback of the future they want to draft desmond ritter as well they don't they have a fine offensive line and not a great one um, they're obviously taking a huge step back from a team that couldn't win with Matt Ryan's so now a team that's going to win Marcus Mariota doesn't really make sense AJ Terrell is an absolute stud okay AJ Terrell Grady Jarrett and uh, Deion Jones um, will always be studs but but sadly Deion Jones I are don't know when he's going to come back but AJ I'm going to say this again one more time just from looking at AJ Terrell is a top five corner in the NFL he's absolutely amazing he is a career bright spot and young week who always give him his props goodwill um very good kicker in special teams but this team is nothing special there's not much really else to get into it will be an interesting year for arthur smith in year two i i wonder when they'll make the switch from mario to desmond ritter just curious but as of right now no doubt in my mind 
that uh, they just won't be that talented and good. Four and thirteen. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I am so high on this Carolina Panthers team. I have them at nine and eight, just missing the playoffs. I don't think people understand how bad Sam Darnold is, and not saying how good Baker Mayfield is, but how much more talented and better and more consistent he is. That's all. That's all they need at the quarterback position is someone who's more consistent. They have a good two running back combo in Christian McCaffrey and Chubba Harbin. They have a pretty good wide receiving core in DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, Rashad Higgins. I like that five. I, I think there's a clear number one. There's a very good deep threat in Robbie Anderson. And the other three can all make plays, especially Rashad Higgins, who had a lot of success with Baker Mayfield. They drafted Ikame Kwanu uh, with their first-round pick for the help to stroke the line. And then you go into the defense. People forget this was a top-five defensive unit for the first half of the season. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Yutier Grosmato, Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn. I mean, this team is talented. This team is talented on defense. Very talented. Corey Littleton. I like this group. I like them to return exactly where they were last year. And people just shocked the world. People just forgot about that. They were giving up 10 points per game at one point during the season. I think they're not going to. I think they get back to that 16 to 18 range. And Baker Mayfield can win them enough games. I think this is almost the team of the year. I got them going 9 and 8. All right. The next is the Saints. A team that has had a lot of talk this year. Think about they have a very talented roster. And while I agree it's a very similar situation to the Eagles, here's the difference. I don't trust the head coach as much. Dennis Allen, his career has an 8-28 record. 8-28 record. Alvin Kamara also apparently is not going to get disciplined. I've seen crazier things in the NFL. I wouldn't be shocked if he got disciplined halfway through the year. If that happens, they might be screwed. Also, Michael Thomas can seem to not get healthy. And I understand they have Olave and Jarvis Landry and Marcus Callaway. Michael Thomas isn't there. I'm not fearing this wide receiver unit. Their best wide receiver is Chris Olave, a rookie. That's not a thing for success. Now, it looks like on this depth chart, Taysom Hill is an all-mac tight end now. It's kind of cool because Andy Dalton's down in the number two. I guess Dalton's like, we are not doing that ever again. But, yes, they have a very good offensive line. Cesar Ruiz, Andrews Pete, Ryan Ranchick, <clears throat> Trevor Panning is heard, not heard some good things. He's on the eye right now, the first-round pick. Obviously, they have a good defense, even though they got rid of C.J. Garner-Johnson, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Demario Davis. They got Marcus May and Tyron Matthew and Marshawn Lanaror. The second corner spot, Paulson Adobu, might be a little bit of a question mark, but you can't have a perfect um, defense. So I like this team's talent. I don't like their head coach. And how far can Jameis Winston take him? He's got the Carson Wentz factor in him. Really high ceiling. Really low floor. He was very good last year before he got hurt. He's also coming off a torn ACL, which is a big deal. It's going to kill his mobility a little bit. I like them to make the playoffs at 9-8, and eight, but I don't think they're as talented as people think. All right, the last team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huge that Chris Gladwin looks like he'll be ready in week one. Obviously, they brought in Julio. Gronk's gone. They still have Mike Evans. The Ryan Jensen loss is going to be huge. This is not a top 10 offensive line unit anymore. They were number one in time allowed. He was the guy. They also have some uncertainty. Not the quarterback position itself and Tom Brady, but something's going on that we don't know. And whenever things like this happen, a lot of offseason news with Tom Brady and all that. And I'm just not convinced that everything's going well for them. Also, Tristan Wirfs went down hurt. They did bring in Shaq Mason. And obviously they have Donovan Smith. I just, 
I'm just not liking their depth on the offensive line. I think they're so talented. Defensive line, Akeem Hicks, Vita William Golson. I think their defense will keep a minute. Antonio Winfield, their corners are still a little suspect, right? Jamal Dean and Carlton Davis, that's not the best corner duo in the world. But their defensive line is stacked. Their offensive line is still good, but not great. But something's going on with Tom Brady. I don't expect them to dominate as much. Again, it's the same thing. I think the NFL is much tighter this year. I don't think the Packers are going to dominate the division. I don't think the Bucks are going to dominate the division. Like, you automatically know they're going to win it this year. I think it's a much tighter unit, but still 11-6 is how I'm going. So, Falcons at 4-13. Four, four, Panthers at 9-8. and eight, Really close to a playoff spot. Lose out to the Saints at 9-8. and eight, and The Buccaneers at 11-6. and six. All right, let's now get into the NFC West. Last division in uh, the NFC, where the defending Super Bowl champion Rams are in. This had a very interesting um, offseason. Probably... The team, the division that took from the biggest leap of talent, should probably be one of the least now. We're going to start with the Seattle Seahawks at 4 and 13. Not much to get into here. Obviously, Russell Wilson is now gone. Geno Smith is their starting quarterback. You still got DK Metcalf. You still have Tyler Lockett. You got Noah Fan coming over. I like the talent there. I just don't know if Geno Smith can get it done. Simply, there's not much else to get into. Doss Bobby Wagner's on. Seems like it's a whole new era. Can Rashad Penny finally stay healthy? Kenneth Walker already got hurt. You saw when Penny was healthy last year, he was dominant. It's really down in the season. 4-13 and 13 is where I have Seattle. But I think week one, they could shock the run and beat Denver. Second, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Once again, if you're going to be in the news in the NFL, have it for the right reasons. Not a single thing that came out of Cardinals camp this year was good. One, DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for six games for PEDs. Two, Kyler Murray and his contract clause, they had to go a certain amount of uh, film Study hours, that should never be a concern for your starting quarterback. Playing is too much cod. Three, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kinsbury are having disagreements over play calling as he let Kyler Murray call plays in the preseason, wanting him to prove him a lesson and apparently outdoing him. This is just not a recipe for success. One of them is going to go, and I think it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the year. He's probably on my list for the most likely coach to get fired. I think they underwhelm at 8-9. and nine. Do they have the talent? Yeah, they brought in Marquise Brown to really cover it up and Zach Ertz. they lost chase edmonds but they i mean they still have james connor who was really more of their touchdown threat they're they're fine talent wise I, I mean i don't see how they're not but they're just not in the news for the right reasons they're just not and i don't know how to get over that i just think it it screams that they're gonna uh underperform jj watt hoping to come back a little healthier I love Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, the two linebackers, and Buda Baker, Byron Murphy. I think they're so versatile and talented. It just it seems like something's boiling, and it's about to explode, and I just don't think it's going to end well for the Arizona Cardinals. I think they go below 500 at 89, one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL this season. All right, then I go to the San Francisco 49ers at 9-8. and eight. If you read any of my blogs, you know that I'm the most anti-Kyle Shanahan guy in the regular season, and I always fade him. And then when he gets to the playoffs, I'm all over him. Literally, as I said last year, I faded him. If you read, I go my greens guarantees. I think I faded them like six times last year. I went four and two, just winning. And then when he got to the playoffs, like near, and I said, oh, they're doing better than I thought. I picked them to win the Super Bowl at 10 to win 3-10, and they were so close. They, got the, they, were, they had a double-digit lead in the NFC Championship game. But bigger year. They bring back Garoppolo. But obviously not to be the starter for Trey Lance. Now, just a quick diagnosis on Trey Lance. He's a much better writer, and he, writer, runner, and he opens up the playbook a lot 
for Kyle Shannon. Something he's probably always wanted to do. Something he didn't really get to do with Matt Ryan, so he didn't get to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. He can now run the read option more, the speed option, the more of the motion stuff and confusing with handoff stuff he didn't get to do with Jimmy because they always knew they were handing it off. If this works and Trey Lance can be just as effective as Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball and cut down the turnovers, because remember, Jimmy had an issue with turning over the ball, this team's going to be special. Right, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Juszczyk, they have talent on this team. They're obviously a very good offensive line in Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey. I think, especially a run offense, they've never had an issue running the ball no matter who has been back there or the running back. And obviously defensively, Javon Clinwell, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Alagier, Mosley, Jimmy Ward. I mean, they are just stacked on both sides. But it all comes down to, per usual, is Trey Lance the guy? And I think it's going to take a year. I think it's going to take a year. I think he'll be fine. But then when you're going to even make throws at the end of the year and the big throws to win games, I think he's just going to struggle a little bit. And that's fine. That doesn't mean that Kyle Shannon was wrong to replace Trey Lance with Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no issue with that. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't winning them a Super Bowl. He got close, and they drafted him for reasons, so they decided to move on. It's just the fact that it's going to take time. He was a project he wanted to develop. Now, there's news that he didn't want Trey Lance. There's news he wanted Mac Jones. And there's news he wanted Tom Brady. And with that, I'd say, why not just start Garoppolo then and trade Trey Lance if you want that kind of quarterback? But I guess it's the people in the 49ers organization and personnel saying, we draft this guy. We believe he's talented. We overruled you as the head coach. And this is what it's going to be. If there's anyone that can get everything out of Trey Lance, it's Kyle Shannon. I do have confidence as a play caller. I just think his team's underwhelmed a little bit. I have them just missing the playoffs at a, at 9-8. and eight. The NFC West only gets one team in this year compared to three teams last year, and that is, of course, the Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they only upgraded Allen. They got rid of Odell, added Allen Robinson. Um, Bobby Wagner joins. I mean, obviously, they lost um, Whitworth, which is a huge loss, and Joe Nobu is a starting left tackle. That will be huge, right? Their offensive line is a little bit suspect now, but... Obviously, Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver probably in football right now, maybe except for Devontae Adams. Their defense is great. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. They did lose Von Miller, which is huge, but I, they have the best corner of the game, Joan Ramsey. I, I think they're clearly the best team in this division. Last year, they cemented themselves as that, and everyone else in the division got worse. So I think those games, those six games, they instead of going, I think they went, they lost two games to the 49ers. Um,. One of the Cardinals, I think they went three and three. So I think they'll go more five and one this year, which would just be the difference. Those two games of games they might have lost last year, or like this year to non-conference opponents, that they'll win this year. So going over the NFC West, I got the Rams at twelve and five. Or sorry, last to first. Seahawks at four and thirteen. Cardinals at eight and nine. Four and nine's at nine and eleven. Nine and eight, and the Rams at twelve and five. So how does the playoff picture work? Going then bottom to top. Saints seven seed. Cowboys sixth. Vikings fifth. Buccaneers fourth, Packers third, and Rams two, and I think the Eagles secure the number one spot in the NFC this year. All right, time for the AFC predictions, starting off with the AFC East. Last place for the second consecutive year will be the New York Jets. Did the New York Jets gain talent? I think Elijah Moore takes the next step. I think, obviously, Garrett Wilson is a very good first-round pick, even though Denzel Mims wants out. You're really solidifying the receiving core for Zach Wilson, right? That's what I'm comparing to Chicago Bears. They're really trying to help um, Zach Wilson. Now, 
and also brought in CJ Uzoma, right? So they're really trying to help him. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker from a first-round pick. I mean, Dwayne Brown. I mean, George Fannersman. All the all these guys have been starting. Um, offensive line in the NFL. I really think it's helping. They brought in Carl Lawson. Um, Solomon Thomas, who's worked with uh, the head coach of the 49ers before Robert Slaw was blanking on for a second. Quinn Williams takes his third year. I mean, Quan Alexander, CJ Mosley. They brought in Sauce Gardner, LaMarcus Joyner. They have really upgraded this roster. Okay, and it's time for them to compete. Now we go into the quarterback. I don't know how healthy Zach Wilson is, and I think he's rushing this. Obviously, also they brought in Brees Hall. They're really rushing this for me, and their schedule in the first eight games of the season is absolutely brutal. And you're like, how bad could it actually be? Listen, to this. Tell me a game they win. I know they're pretty talented, but ready? They're at. They're home against the Ravens. I don't think they're better than the Ravens. They're at the Browns. That's they're home against the Bengals. That's not easy as a home game. They're at the Steelers. Then they got a division game home against the Dolphins. That's winnable, right? Division games are winnable. But then you're at the Packers, at the Broncos, home against the Patriots. I mean, then you're home against the Bills, at the Patriots. You don't really have a straight. You're not favored until one, two, three. Week two. 11 that's your first game favored that's what vegas has you at so well i'm assuming you're gonna win maybe a couple maybe you'll go two and eight at that point two i I mean that is just brutal Uh, there's no other way around it but then you go at the vikings right you finally get a game fair and you go at the vikings at the bills now what helps them is their schedule at the end is very easy home against the lions home against the jags at seattle at Dolphins, they have those three games, but I, I don't, I don't see it, man. I, this is more of a schedule conflict than an actual talent thing. I think they're talented. I actually think this team is maybe more talented than New England Patriots, but the coaching isn't there yet, and the schedule is clearly not lining up for them. New York Jets, and I, I don't want this going Robert Sly. I think this team needs to run that. It's not really him. He needs one more year after this. One more year. They're just not there, and the schedule's too difficult. But speaking of teams that want to perform, the Patriots. Did you know they have the most expensive wide receiver in tight end room? I saw that. I think it was yesterday. I was like, there's no way that's true. Because look at the talent. Not like it's un not talented group, but it's not. I mean, there's no ones. Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, these are and then Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. These just are just good, solid players. Maybe that's what Mac Jones needs, as they did make the playoffs last year. But I think once again that was more because of their defense. They're obviously, even though they're trying to trade Isaiah Wynn, their offensive line is good. Trent Brown, David Andrews, Isaiah Wynn, very solid. Um, their defense is obviously good. Matthew Jones, a top 10 defensive player. Maybe NFL, Kyle Duggar. I mean, they brought in Jabil Prepper, uh, Pepper, excuse me, Jalen Mills, Dem McCordy. A lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. Jawan Bentley, you know, same Judon. A lot of guys can do a lot of different things. I just... Again, when teams get more talented, so I like the Jets is not an easy game anymore. The Pills got better. The Dolphins got better. It just makes your division harder. I just don't see it in the Patriots this year. It's not because of Mac Jones thing. It's more of a they've paid all this money to get mediocrity, and it doesn't make sense to me. And this is the first year I've ever like faded the Patriots. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I believe I had them just missing the playoffs last year, but with a winning record. And everyone thinks, oh, they fight. Mac Jones got a little bit of taste. He's obviously going to get better. Now they have this whole Matt. They lost Josh McDaniels. Matt Patricia was a defensive head coach, just calling offensive plays, and it's it's not really working out, 
right now. I just, it's not a recipe for success. Mediocrity talent with a dink and dunk quarterback who's not very mobile to all of a sudden, even though I think he's very smart, and Steve Sarkin talks about how he might be the smartest quarterback he's ever coached, to have a head coach that, or have an offense play card who's not really on that side of the ball. I think him and Mac Jones, Matt Patricia might feud a little bit. All right, let's go to the Miami Dolphins. Two years ago, they were my team of the year. This year, they finally get into the plus. I have them at 10-7. and seven. Listen, speed, speed, speed for new head coach Mike McDaniels. Um, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Mike Kosicki. I mean, they got talent. They brought in Trent Armstead. I mean, Connor Williams. They fixed everything they need. There was no more excuse on the offense for Tua Tagovailoa. And when he's healthy, they win. That's why I'm going to be on the, the brighter side. I think that they can, you know, win. Not win this division, but make the playoffs. They also have talented offensive. Christian Wilkins, Agba, Melvin Ingrams. Um, Xavier, obviously, they have the best corner one of the best corner duos in the NFL, Xavier Hunt, Byron Jones, and obviously their safety duo, um, Javon Highland, is also very good. I don't know where they have the weakness. They're a top 10 defensive unit, in my opinion, and I think with all the speed, they can be a top 10 offensive unit. Now, the issue is, can Tua make the deep throw, right? We're talking about all these teams that have so much talent, but it always relies on the quarterback. This is the lie last year for Tua. If they underperform, he is gone. No doubt in my mind, he is absolutely gone. And it wouldn't shock me if he struggles, they make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? Keep an eye on that. If Tua Tagovailoa gets hurt, right, and they struggle, don't be shocked if Jimmy G gets traded for. You're going to hear that right now. But I think 10-7 and 7 is good they slotted for. I mean, I cannot wait to see Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, there's not. I know it's not going to be a lot of deep stuff, a lot of dink and dunks, but I think Mike McDaniels has so much versatility he can do with this play calling. I see a lot of more running, you know, a little pitch and catch, little top throw, little delayed handoff, or like read option with Tyree Kill. I think it's going to be really cool to watch. And the number one team is the Bills. I think the best team town-wise in the NFL. And now it's easy to say, I've heard this, They're like, oh, who did they really beat last year? They didn't really run the table and lost a lot of games they should have and that's all true i mean nothing you're saying is false but there's always a sense of like you need this more than anyone else the bills realize they need home field advantage more than anyone else this year and i think uh, i think they got it last year i forget or the chiefs got it last year or whatever the, the point is oh no the, it doesn't matter the point is they didn't but they ended up posting it because they had hires than the chiefs the point is they need it more than everyone else they simply do. They simply understand that if they want to get through it, they want it on backs, on their backs in Buffalo, and they want to win. Now, where's the weakness on the team? Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, obviously became a star in the AFC Championship game. Jameson Crowder's no scrub third receiver, and I like Isaiah McKinney. They have a good tight end in Dawson Knox. They have a good offensive line. They have a very good defensive line in Gregor Rosas, Elva Alver, and Von Miller, and AJ Espinosa, and Shaq Lawson. Good linebacking crew and Tremaine Edmonds. Matt Milano, Elam's a firmer first-round pick. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hard, maybe Dane Jackson's a weaker second, but that's because Tredavious White is out. Not seeing a weakness on this team. You could argue the defensive line was good. Now it's great. I mean, now it is great with Von Miller. It is going to be almost impossible to block Von Miller and Daquan Jones. And I think Josh Allen, this might be the year he wins MVP. I, I just think it's more of a revenge season. I think he understands. I know he thinks he was close the year before and the Chiefs came back 
This was even closer. And I think he understands what it takes now to get all the way there. And he thinks the expectations are on him. And I have no doubt in mind he could come through. And I think the Bills end the year 13-4 and four and really beat up this year on the Jets and Patriots and Dolphins. I don't know if they lose a single game to those teams. I think they go 5-1 and one in their division. But here's a fun fact. I actually think they lose week one against the Los Angeles Rams and then run the table. Basically 13-3 and three the rest of the year. So to go over that, Jets in last at 5-12. and 12. Patriots in third and seven and ten. Dolphins at ten and seven, making the playoffs for the first time in a while, and the Bills at 13-4, having the best record in the NFL. All right, let's get to the team with probably the biggest controversy in the NFL, and that is in the AFC North. And that starts with the Cleveland Browns. I have them going seven and ten. Um can they survive the eleven games out of Sean Watson? That's obviously the question. If they if he got the original, what he get originally six, I think this team could possibly make the playoffs. Listen, they're talented, obviously. Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I like Diamond Peoples Jones a lot, and I like David Njoku. And they obviously have a very good offensive line. Teller, Conklin, Jedrick Willis Jr. Um, obviously defensive line, it's not the like. They've probably the best edge roster in football. And Miles Garrett with Clowney, um, JOK. Um, John Johnson, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward. I mean, they're, they're Grant Delpit. They're talented, okay? But then once again, it all comes down to the quarterback position. And I used to feel differently about Jacoby Brissett. I remember when Andrew Luck retired and Brissett was the quarterback. I was like, I think this team can win a decent amount of games. And they actually came close. It's a very similar situation. That was four years ago. He is not the same quarterback. I don't understand why they don't trade for Jimmy G for 11 games. Because you're like, oh, if Jimmy G does so well, Deshaun Watson, is your goal to make the playoffs or not? I mean, that that's the honest truth. Is your goal to make the playoffs or not? I think Jacoby Brissett is clearly not the guy. And it's going to be a struggle in those 11 games. It is going to be a struggle. It is not easy in this division. All these teams have good defenses ravens have a good defense steelers have a good defense and the Bengals don't have a great defense but they have an absurd offense that you got to keep up with that you couldn't keep up with with your team last year now you're gonna have to keep up with him with jacoby Brissett as your quarterback it doesn't make sense to me i think they go seven and ten and i i just maybe they'll back end it with sean watson i'm wrong but i think they'll really disappoint and they're just going to go to next year and they won't even have a first round pick all right, um, the next team is the Cincinnati Bengals at 9-8, and eight, okay? People are like, oh, the defending champs. I had the Bengals going 3-14 and 14 last year. I thought they would have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. Actually, I think I did have them as the worst team in the NFL. And I was completely wrong. They made the Super Bowl. That's on me. I'll put that to my grave. I was wrong. I can't be right every time. And I always tell you, if you watch my show, I admit when I'm wrong all the time. I'm going to tell you. You're like, oh, Jason, you're, you're not going to like think they're going to be underperform again i'm going to double down again and think to underperform okay obviously jamar chase is a top five receiver in football and t higgins looks to be taking the next step and combine him with tyler boyd it's a great three and adding hayden hurst playing cj zamba is it good but not great they short up the um the excuse me the offensive line help getting Leo collins and a couple other pieces but something just it's Something doesn't seem right to me. Okay, you're telling me the defending Super Bowl champions are a minus one fifth Super Bowl champs runner up or a minus one fifteen to make the playoffs. I mean, if you go look at the Rams odds to go make the playoffs, go look at any team's odds that came close. The Packers, um, the 49ers, 
that their odds are so much better. It's Vegas is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you something, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to it, and I'm telling you that they're not going to make the playoffs and they're underperform. It's what it should have been done last year. It's what's going to be done. They didn't dominate last year. They went ten and seven, and while they did get a little better, this division got a little better and that's the truth and i just don't think they're gonna be able to get done i think they're lucky with the ravens injuries ben roethlisberger's inept arm and obviously the brown struggles it was the perfect storm of the other three teams not being able to co you know figure it out to where the Bengals could have um snuck in that changes this year that doesn't happen Bengals underperform at nine and eight i'm calling it and i'm sticking to my gut when i do it but the other team that goes nine and eight is the pittsburgh steelers so once again, I have to remind everyone that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record in the NFL. He won't have one this year. Mitchell Trubisky is a good quarterback. I, I actually really teeter with them making the playoffs and them being my surprise team. When he was at his best in Chicago, they made the playoffs two out of three years. I, I don't understand what else you wanted him to do. He had his bad moments. But he also had his really good moments. It's like he doesn't have talent on this team. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Najee Harris. That's Pat Firemuth. That's a great five. I think Mitchell Trubisky can easily work with that. Then you go to their defense, right? You want to go to their defense. Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, they are stacked defensively. They are stacked. Combine that with they've never had a lose. Mike Thomas never had a losing season. He has gotten the best out of Mason Rudolph. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger last year. He was winning games when Michael Vick was like 40. I, I think they can get it done with Mitchell Trubisky. I I'm, I'm pretty high on this. I'm pretty sure on this. I think they go 9-8 and eight and just miss the playoffs. Would not shock me if they made the playoffs at all. And the team that I think wins the division is the Baltimore Ravens at 12-5. and five. Last year, the Ravens, just everyone was hurt. They had their fourth-string running back um, playing. Uh, Lamar Jackson obviously wasn't 100% healthy. Tyler Huntley had started a couple games. Um, it was just not the right storm of what happened. But when he is healthy, they won 10, 14, and 11 games. They always go over this number. And I don't see the differences here now. Lamar Jackson proves he's a great quarterback in the regular season. Okay, J.K. Dobbins will come back healthy. Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, they're really short of that running back deck. Even if J.K. Dobbins and Mike Davis could start, Kenyon Drake can be the number one guy. I'd like Rashad Bateman to take you know, the step as number one guy. And I like Demarcus Robinson and Devin Duvernay as your one and two. I don't love it, but I don't need anything else for Lamar Jackson, right? Then, obviously, Mark Andrews is amazing. Ronnie Staley comes back. Tyler Limbaugh, Morgus Moses, Zeitler, Powers, Jawan James, they have a great offensive line. And then defensively, they really shored up the secondary. Brought in Marcus Williams. Um, they got Kyle Hampton. They signed Kyle Fuller. I mean, obviously, Marlon Humphrey, Peters, Justin Houston, Patrick Keene, Bind. They even got um, they got Ojabu, who won't play. But, you know, just the depth that they possibly have. I just think they killed the draft once again. I, I just think this team is so talented defensively. They did lose... Defense coordinator Don Martindale, which could be big, and maybe I'm overestimating that. But I once again love them in the regular season, and they're going to win the AFC North at a 12 and 5. So to run it back, Browns disappointment 7 10, 7 and 10. Bengals are go 9 and 8, and also don't make it back to the playoffs. Steelers just missed the playoffs at 9 and 8 as well, and the Ravens win the division at 12 and 5, capping off the AFC North. 
All right, let's get into the AFC South. We start with the Houston Texans. I have them going 4-13. New head coach, Lovey Smith, replaces David Coley for whatever reason. Uh, I could not tell you. Listen, they're going to be starting Damian Pierce at running back, a rookie, and Brandon Cooks will still obviously do his job as the number one receiver. Otherwise that, they obviously, I'm a, I like Laramie Tunsil, but they just don't have a lot of talent on this team. I thought they fought hard for David Coley, man. I really thought they did. This team just isn't that good. They got Derek, Ding, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. as a first-round pick. And Desmond King, who's a very talented uh, player, former first-round pick, Stevie Nelson. So uh, their secondary isn't bad. I see some players. Like you throw some people in there. Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Camus Gruger, Hill. It's like one of those teams which has a bunch of people that you've heard of but probably isn't that talented. Davis Mills was good last year. Uh, he'll probably be replaced next year. I have him going 4-13. and There's really not much to get into. Now... There's the Jacksonville Jaguars at 7-10. and 10. This team was a mess last year. You go from Urban Meyer to now um, to Doug Peterson, a former Super Bowl winning quarterback. You then, once again, proved to your second year quarter. Oh, I said head coach. Proved to your second year quarterback, right, Trevor Lawrence, that you are behind him 100%. Well, one, Travis Etienne's coming back. That's already a plus. Two, you get Christian Kirk. You get um, Evan Ingram. Um, you sure up the offensive line and Brandon Sheriff. I mean, this is clearly a team that upgraded on the offensive side of the ball for Trevor Lawrence. Now, defensively, Josh Allen, they got Devin Lloyd, who I really like. Trayvon Walker was obviously the first overall pick in the draft. But their secondary is still a little weak. It's not there yet. And that's, I think, is going to be the difference between winning and losing football games, but they'll get there eventually. Um, I think they're a talented team. I don't think they shocked the world like some people are predicting, but I think 7-10 and 10 is a good step for them. I don't need to see it godlike stuff from Trevor Lawrence. I just need to see the talent that I saw in college. The guy that had great pocket presence, right, and the ability to throw the ball in the intermediate section through tight windows. That's what I saw that he was so good at in college and using his mobility to make the right play. That's all I ask. That's all you should ever ask your quarterback. You don't need to make the superstar play, but if you got the body to do it, make sure you're making the right play, and we move on from there. All right, next I got the Tennessee Titans. This team lost a decent bit. Obviously, they lost A.J. Brown, but they replaced him with Traylon Burks. Is that a win? I would say no. Robert Woods finally gets the play for them, though, which is a plus. Um, and they brought in Austin Hooper. So they did bring in some talent to replace A.J. Brown, and they met uh, Mike Vabro as one of those coaches who says, I don't need A.J. Brown. I mean, it didn't really work the A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Our offense was kind of more stagnant. Give me them more, you know, role player kind of guys and let Ryan Tannehill work. And that's not a bad strategy, and it might work out. What's killing them is they just lost Harold Larry the third for the season with a torn ACL. Jeffrey Simmons is still there. Obviously, they got went to go get Bud Dupree. They have Kevin Byrett, Kristen Fulham. This team is still talented, but once again, the Jaguars are a little better like they weren't last like they were last year. I think the Colts are better. They were. I think the Titans went 2-0 against the Colts last year. That's not happening this year. They went 2-0 against the Jags last year. That's not happening. They're going to split some games that they weren't going to win. You lost a lot of talent. Plus, Ryan Tannehill is technically playing for his job now. Right? Malik Willis hasn't looked amazing in preseason, but he, you see the talent and you see the plays where Ryan Tannehill's got a little pressure on him. You get off to a slow start, he starts to get a little tight, things happen. And people forget, 
they're a great running team because of Derrick Henry, not because of the offensive line. And he's had some injury issues the past couple of years. You don't have the A.J. Browns, the Julio Jones, or the John U. Smiths anymore to make up for that, the offensive talent. I think they take a step back this year, but I still think they go 9-8. and eight. Now the team I think wins the division is the Indianapolis Colts. I, I would. This team's got everything you could ever want. And tell me where they don't have an elite you know, skill position, okay? Except for wide receiver. But Michael Pittman Jr. is a very good wide receiver. Um, I've heard Moa Cox has done great things, but they're Quentin Nelson. They got top 10 offensive line. They are obviously the best running back in the NFL in terms of pure runner. And that's all they did. That's all they did. And they just need Matt Ryan to not make the same mistakes in terms of completion percentage and accuracy, which Matt Ryan was ranked top 10 in accuracy last year. Carson Wentz was ranked outside the top 25. And that is honestly the biggest difference between an 8-9 and nine team, what they were, to I think what they are to be 11-16. and 16. Listen, this team, Quit Pay, DeForest Buckner, Nguakwe, um, Shaquille Leonard, who was Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore, Stefan Gilmore they got, Julian Blackman. This team, Rodney McLeod comes in. They got depth. They are very good. And also, if Matt Ryan gets hurt, they have Nick Foles to come in, which I think they're very comfortable with doing. I think, once again, the games that they lost, they will not lose this year. And I think the Colts could be a shocking team. Don't be shocked if the Colts have the number one seed in the AFC South. Do not be shocked if they have the number one seed in the AFC South. I think Matt Ryan, the great new great offensive line, and not great weapons, but he hasn't had this good of a running back in a running game to have him play with a play action, let him dissect the defense <clears throat> like he's going to be able to do. So going over the AFC South, Texans at 4-13, and Jaguars at 7-10, and Titans at 9-18, and and the Colts at 11-6. and Now let's go to the toughest division in the AFC West. And last place will be the Las Vegas Raiders. They made the playoffs last year, and I understand they added Devontae Adams. I understand Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I don't know how Josh Jacobs. That is as good of a four as you might ever going to get. I don't know how you guard that. But the truth is, they're not as good defensively as the other as the other three teams. And you could argue the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs had the, easily the head coaching advantage, the quarterback advantage, and I'm fine with the Chiefs' weapons, especially with the coaching of Andy Reid. But let's look at the defense. I mean, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, I mean, Rock Yassin, which is a good get, Jonathan Abrams, Nate Ha. I, their, their secondary isn't as good, but the Chandler Jones get, and maybe Clinton Farrell finally comes through, because if he can come through, Chandler Jones, Clinton Farrell, Max Crosby won't be as bad it, it, i just i'm not don't i just don't think they're gonna get enough stops they're just not gonna get enough stops for me they also lost brian edwards which is huge which obviously replaced him with Devonte adams i just don't see this team getting enough stops and i think they're easily the most it's easy to be this disappointing when you have a new head coach and you've now so much pressure you didn't have before i mean there's now pressure on Derek Carr. I always felt like Derek Carr fell under the radar as the AFC Kirk Cousins. But since Kirk Cousins was getting all the blame, no one really thinks about Derek Carr. He always puts up good numbers, but they don't make the playoffs. And obviously, they made the playoffs last year. But now there's the real pressure. Now you got a true, true number one. You have the best receiver in football, someone you wanted, and Darren Wall and Ron Renfro. There's no excuse anymore. And I just think with pressure like this, true players and colors come out, and I think they're going to underperform at seven. Uh, at seven and ten. Next, I have the Broncos at nine and eight. Now, talking about a team that made a big move, they now obviously have Russell Wilson as their quarterback. Where this team lacks is their offensive line. It is not a top twenty unit. 
um, in the NFL right now. And that's the same issue that Russell Wilson always had in Seattle. But Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Cam J, ha- KJ Hamler, and Javante Williams Montgomery are a great five pair for Russell Wilson. And if they're smart, they rely on Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon a lot. Where they have the pluses, this defense is absolutely stacked. I mean, <clears throat> Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Pat Sertain, Cream Jackson, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby. Their DNs are a little weak. A little weak because they play a little different kind of defense with their outside linebackers and do it and Bradley Chubb. But, and I just, or I would say the defensive tackles. But I think they're so good in the secondary. Pat Sertain, Cream Jackson, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby. I don't understand. I don't think you can get much better than that. <clears throat> and also, they didn't score enough points last year. Russell Wilson will be the difference between scoring, the difference between that one touchdown that obviously gets them the one possession games that are winning or not. <clears throat> but I don't think their offensive line is good enough. And they just got too much of an injury history for me right now. And I still think they go 9-8. Uh, and eight. All right, next team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone's so concerned about the Chiefs, right? Like, is the defense 100% there? Not the, the thing about their defense is it always comes in later half in the year. Can it do that this year? Maybe not. But they still have a good defense. They got Justin Reed to come in to replace um, Tyron Matthew. Trent McDuffie, the guy, is a f- uh, first or second round pick. They still have Frank Clark. You know, Chris Jones, they brought in Carlos Dunlap, Willie Gay. I mean, they have a very talented team is it i think it's a little bit better than the raiders now offensively what's the issue here they have the best quarterback in the nfl in patrick mahomes they have Clyde Edwards, jeremy mckinn any running back they put in there they're going to be fine you replace tyree kill with juju smith schuster marquez valding scanley and sky Moore. i i think you're going to be okay i think that's the point of like you can plug in anyone in any reach system and someone could be successful i think mccall Hallman has a huge year finally i think it's finally the year he takes the next step and plays that Tyree Kill row. And obviously, you have the best tight end of football in Travis Kelsey. I think this team is going to be just fine. And like Aaron Rodgers said, you got to relax on them. They have one of the best hook coaches in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and they replaced one of the best wide receivers with Juju, Skymore, Marquis, Valdez, Scanley. That's a lot of depth that they have. I think they're going to be just fine. And last team in the AFC West is the Kansas City Chargers, also going 11-6, but just edging them out. There's not a single weakness on this team. And I know it's so easy to say they do this every year. Well, at some point, you got to break through. And I think this is the year. Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Josh, and I have heard raving things about Joshua Palmer and um, in training camp in general. Robert. That's an elite group. They have an elite offensive line. Rashawn Slater, uh, Corey Lindsey, Zion Johnson, Storm Norton. I mean, it's one of the best units in the NFL. And obviously, defensively. Bosa, Khalil Mack, Kenneth Murray, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., they're, they're just so talented. They're just so – even Price Callen as your second corner, slot guy is a good slot guy. They, it, you thought it was hard blocking Joey Bosa. Now try blocking Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. It is going to be hell for opposing teams and offensive lines. And that's where a team I feel like, like the Raiders and a team like – the Broncos don't have the edge of the Chargers because 
while they both have all good defensive lines, they don't have the offensive line to match those defensive lines that the Chargers have, while the Chargers do, and so do the Chiefs. I think the Chargers really take the next step. I think Brandon Selly's learned his lessons about going for a fourth a ton and will dial it back a little bit, but still be aggressive enough to give the edge and make the right plays and decisions over the other teams and make the plows finally, because I think it's about time we see Justin Herbert in the playoffs so going over those teams raiders disappointment at seven and ten last in the division broncos underwhelm a little bit at nine and eight but just sneak into the playoffs i got the chiefs at 11 and six and the chargers at 11 six also making the playoffs so let's go over the afc playoff seeds got the dolphins making the seventh seed chiefs at the uh sorry so broncos at the six chiefs at the five colts at the four but i would not be shocked if they were one Chargers at the three, Ravens at the two, and the Bills at the one. All right, to end the show, I'm going to give you guys five futures that I am on for this NFL season. These are just win totals. Um, I'm on, I don't really do many Super Bowl um, futures. I'll, I really only do one and kind of just root for them the entire year, but I'm really on a lot of win totals. And I'll tell you guys my Super Bowl future as well the one i think is the long shot to win okay so first is my ravens over nine and a half i told you how much i like this team when lamar jackson's healthy they always go over double digit wins the division took a tad step back in my opinion with the Bengals, right the Bengals and um the browns obviously losing sean watts for Lincoln's that really helps them games i think they can take over that they might have not have won before i think the steelers will be tough but i really just think it was an injury issue for the Ravens last year, and they really showed up that secondary with Marcus Williams, Kyle Hampton, and Kyle Fuller. I think their defense is going to keep a lot of games. Lamar's legs will have them score enough points. So I'm all over the Ravens over nine and a half. Number two is the Bears under six and a half wins. This could guess this. I think they're the worst team in the NFL. They have no offensive weapon besides Darnell Mooney. Their schedule is not brutal. It gets a little easier. At the end, there's some a lot of winnable games, but a lot of their tough games or their easy games are on the road. They're at the Giants, at the Jets, at the Falcons. And it's so hard to go on the road in the NFL and win. It's even harder when we don't have a lot of talent. I could argue they're not as talented as the Giants, Jets, and maybe they're probably better than the Falcons talent-wise. But let's just say they go one and two in those games. Now you really got to steal some games at home that I'm not sure you're going to be able to. And that's why I think Bears under six and a half. Small side bet, worst record in the NFL, the Bears. That's a good side bet. Again, I'm on the Bengals under 10 wins. I have them at 9 and 8. And I said, maybe I'm still sick about them overachieving and really proving me long. But again, tougher than the Steelers and the Ravens, not the Browns. But they still have to play Deshaun. I mean, they do get, but the one time they do play the Browns without Deshaun Watson, it is at Cleveland, which will never be easy. I, it's just their, their schedule is a little tough to start. Home against the Steelers at the Cowboys. Dolphins, they're at, I mean, they're, look, they're at the Ravens. I mean, we'll take out division, sorry. They're at the Titans, home against the Chiefs, at Tampa Bay, at New England, home against the Bills. That's a tough five non-conference schedule. Even their easy one, they're at the Jets, they're at the Saints. This is not an easy schedule that they have. I think easily under 10. I think they underperformed this year with such a high comeback to where they were supposed to be last year. If you just go back what it says, I'm all over the Eagles. I went over their schedule. I think they can start off 8-2 and two easily, and then you just got to win two the rest of the way, which I think they easily can. They even have some – even play the Bears late in their season, at, and then they get the Giants at home and the Saints at home. and They get a lot of the games at home. Titans at home, Packers at home, Steelers at home. All their big games, they got two tough road games if you're taking out division. They have the Indianapolis Colts, and they have the Arizona Cardinals. That's it. 
So that's true road games. I think the schedule just lines up very easy for them. And I'm over them to go easy over nine and a half. And my lock of the year, my greens guarantee is the Carolina Panthers over six and a half. Remember, division is a little bit weaker. They got a little bit stronger in the most important position. And even though wide receiver and core look better, people forget how good this defense was. I think they're going to be reminded. Huge first game, but I think like their schedule start. Browns, Giants, I think they can start out 2-0 and and really get it going um, from there. So, And obviously, J.C. Horn being back, CMC being healthy is huge. But I, I like this unit for the Carolina Panthers. Big year for Baker Mayfield. Big year for Matt Rule. Both of them need each other. They go, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. But 9-8, and eight, I think they smacked the over 6.5. And, and my Super Bowl prediction, AFC, I'm not going to get too fancy with it. I think the Bills, I think this is this year. I think this is the natural trajectory of an NFL team that's probably going to win the Super Bowl. I know they're the favorite, and I know it's not sexy. But they came so close so many times, They've and then they're only getting better. Right, they're only getting better. Josh Allen's only getting better, and I'm seeing that he's automatically going to make win. But I just think it's the right form that they finally get over the hump. And the team and the NFC East, I'm going to go with the Packers. People go, oh, they always underperform. They have no wide receiver help. It's always the time you least expect them. Fail after fail after fail. They'll probably struggle a little bit more in the regular season than they usually do. I think this is the year they finally get over the hump. But I still think the Bills beat them in the Super Bowl. But yeah, that is my 2022-2023 predictions, all of the AFC, AFC. If you want to get more in depth on my uh, over-under wins, um, you can check out my blog on Wenger Enterprises. Dot or W-E-G-R-N-T dot com. Check me out, or you can go on my LinkedIn profile, my Twitter. It's all over that. But until then, I mean, remember, bl- consistent blogs or episodes coming out and blogs. You can always check out my picks weeks to week. Hope you guys enjoyed them. Like, comment, subscribe. Have a good one.